Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. Guys, welcome back to the Jackie and Stacy show. I'm Jackie. And I'm Stacy. And we are so excited to be talking about storytelling on this series. And we have talked about storytelling through the lens of ourselves, through the lens of faith, and through the lens of our closest people. And this time we are going to be talking about storytelling and community. How does storytelling look through the lens of community? So I think that this is kind of a fun topic. Well, I think that about all of our topics, I know, if right? I'm honest. <laughs> the fun part about storytelling is that it is totally community, really. You're I mean, right. I mean, if you think about history, mm-hmm. um, just everything was oral, passing down yep. from families, yep. and that's how we know about anything that happened yesterday. Yep. Well, maybe not yesterday, yesterday, but yeah, yesterday, yeah. anything, True. because just, just because somebody told us about it. Yep. In fact, what's, what's interesting, and maybe this is more appropriate for like the last our last episode we talked about our close relationships but I always find it funny when somebody who's like an adult goes oh I remember when I that happened when I was three and I'm like you remember the retelling that's right you don't really remember the thing yeah there's there's a few stories where either um I just remember somebody telling it but now in like our modern age it's a you could be like a Facebook memory could pop up and that's the story that you told however many years ago and then it pops back up again and now you're like oh my gosh that thing that oh, happened I love that aren't those adorable yes I love that feature or sad or yeah. touching or heartbreaking who knows right yeah that, so emotional right. and I think that's the thing there's a lot of yes. emotion that gets drawn up mm-hmm. through storytelling mm-hmm. and um. So, really, in a community, storytelling is how our community is shaped. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, um, if we start with history, okay, that's how storytelling happened. I mean, think about how hieroglyphics were on a wall right. to tell a story right. of how things had happened. Yep. Um, people would gather and tell their children about, you know, their forefathers, their ancestors, however they told it, right? Yep. All this roar and strife and... Or walking 30 miles to school up those ways. in the snow. Yeah, you know, totally. And it gets more and more yep. interesting each time. It Dramatic. Gets, yeah, in each retelling. Yep. Um, so there's like a few different ways that stories get told. And um, what I found is really interesting when I was reading about this in the internet was that two-thirds on the giggly-glies, two-thirds of the world are still oral learners. Two-thirds. I'm shocked at that because I feel like everybody is literate where I live, right? So my little oh, tiny baby right. bubble that I yeah, live in. Bubble. So, and I apologize to our listeners that I can only really speak from my bubble because right. that's my only experience. That's right. why it's so important that we hear from you and we you connect with us and kind of be like, that's not my bubble, sister. Right, right. Please tell us right. because we fully recognize that the our perspectives 
are just very limited and just ours. So, um, but that's, what's interesting about storytelling Mm -hmm. is that I am telling and everybody has always told the story from their perspective, right? And people complain a lot about history because, um, it's like the winner. They always say the winner tells the story. Right. So when you read through, you know, history, it's, well, we, we killed you. It's, right. A lot of times, I mean, it's life and death. So, right. like in a war, everybody died and therefore did not get to tell their side right. of the story and how that went down. And so the winner tells things. And then, of course, when you're the winner, you're going to, like in the retelling. The facts a little uh, bit. Yeah, yeah. They came out and they were seven feet tall and right. da da um, So, anyway, that's super interesting. And what's fun is that we also tell stories. Obviously, if we don't learn from our past, you like, what's that? How does that go? Those who don't repeat. repeat. D- no. <laughs> yes, you get where I'm going, right? Everybody can fill in the blank. Everybody knows. Um, if we don't remember history, we're doomed to repeat we're it. Right. Those That's who don't. Totally right. We'll something that. like that. Yeah. Somebody, uh, someone said that. Somebody please make a comment on the real quote. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Yes. I no longer quote anything. I just Perfect. say I'm paraphrasing. Brilliant. Okay. Um. And I want, so obviously there's all these stories. I'm going to tell you guys a story about Ooh, something that uh, was like a folktale growing up. And oftentimes folktales, there's a meaning behind them, right? Think about like the boy who cried wolf. Um, I've told that story to my kids when they were not being truthful and right. trying to build something up just for the fun of it. And I told them this story about this kid who was alone in the field and, you know, really dramatized the whole thing. And my poor little son, he was probably four, <laughs> like started crying, you know, because the wolf gobbled him. Oh. And it was just like, <clears throat> and of course, he's never told a lie ever since that day. Of course. It totally worked. Yeah. <laughs> but I can remind him of it. And that's like the dramatic part about storytelling is that it really drives home the point. Yes. And so there's um one in my family that I we grew wait. up and okay. we always went to Bass Lake. Bass Lake is a like a skinny little lake um, in the Sierra Nevadas that's kind of by Yosemite in California, I guess Midwestern California. Um, anyway, did yeah, you see Midwestern? Middle of California, it's like oh, the middle on the east. Yeah, east, mid okay. Middle East California. Okay. You never heard that? Mid Eastern California. Also, a new word that Stacey is in. <laughs> okay, uh, add that to my list, everybody. Um, so we would go camping at Bass Lake every okay. single summer. Okay. My Bye. mom, she had six kids. My dad rarely went; he was always just working. And my mom would take six kids tent camping, Amazing. no showers, Amazing. running wild. Oftentimes, many of my other like cousins and stuff, they'd be camping nearby, uh, and and so there was like it was like a big community family. Um, event. Yeah. And at nighttime, you know how it goes when you're camping, right? You get firewood and everyone's got like a chair or something so around fun. the campfire. Yeah. And as it starts growing dusk at Bass Lake, when you're camping, you'll hear people cry out, Elmer! And somebody nearby in the next campsite would yell, Elmer! And then the next one goes, Elmer! Yes. And so the parents, you know, for those who are first-timers, would lean in close to the fire and let their kids know that many years ago, a young boy named Elmer wandered away (laughs) from his family Uh out into the woods, 
all by himself right. after they told him not to. Ooh. And they're still looking for him to this day. Oh. And so there's this whole thing and everybody in all the campsites. In my childhood, every single night, people would be yelling, Elmer. I mean, wow. once somebody would start it, it would go all through all of the campsites. People would be hollering it. And, of course, all the little kids lean in closer to Terrified. their mom. And they're not going to go wandering off. No, so very that's the That's the point of that yes. story is to tell this dramatic story. To have this purpose of not letting this kid wander away right. into the woods and be lost like Elmer. I love it. Don't be Elmer. Anyway, and of course, that must be a super old story because even in my youth, nobody was named Elmer. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure even now, I've known a couple Elmers and they've all been 90 years old. Right. So. They're born in my youth. So if your name is Elmer, feel free to uh, defend yourself. Yeah, let and us know. <laughs> let us know. But, so, I mean, do you have any stories like folklore type of thing that would run through your community where you grew up no no so that would be like the bass lake community and even now we don't go camping there usually but when we do when it becomes we always call out yeah um and so I always just think that one's really a funny, funny little. I, I do have a I do have a funny story I don't know if I've told this one before I don't know so um this one's slightly different in its nature. <laughs> this one comes from the annals. Is that a word? Annals? Annals? Okay. Um, See, no, it is a word, actually. I'm just okay, not sure how to say it. Okay, but it doesn't sound... I think it's annals. You're pulling a Stacey. I, it's annals. Let's <laughs> not say annals, but okay. I don't think that's appropriate. Please to pull from. Jackie Scott High School Stories. And, um... <laughs> So let's see. I gotta set the stage. Are you ready? Okay. And and the purpose of telling the story is ultimately this story happened when I was in eighth grade. My high school started in eighth grade, eight through twelve, because oh. it was a very challenging, academically challenging high school. So eighth grade was all about getting acclimated before your grades actually mattered for college wow. admission. So um yeah, so for example, I had um my eighth grade year, I had both Latin and French. So I had two languages. Wow. Um so anyways. It was it was eighth grade, and mm-hmm. we had every day at, during break time. We had we called it break, but everyone would come together for announcements in the library. Very small school, 120 students for roughly, and it was towards the end of eighth grade. But I was still an eighth grader, and you can imagine as an eighth grader in a high school, you're, you're you know you're the youngest, you're still trying to like prove yourself and make a name for yourself and yeah, not yeah. be embarrassed on mm-hmm. a, on the daily, right? Well, my mom, have I told this? I don't know. I about, let me know if, it, if, it, if I'm repeating myself again. Um, but my mom was at the time worked, volunteered for um, League of Women Voters. And so she would go around to various high schools encouraging the seniors or the people, kids turning 18 mm-hmm. to register to vote. That was kind of her role. So she came to our high school, much to my chagrin mm-hmm. and mortification, to talk <laughs> about registering to vote. So she was there at, at break. And I was mortified, of course, and I had gum in my mouth for whatever reason, and I was chewing my gum, and as my mom was talking, I was so mortified that I was pulling the gum out of my mouth, you know, making big, like, I was just handling my mortification by being obnoxious. And someone, during my mom's speech, pointed to me and kind of, like, showing my mom, look what your daughter's doing. And my mom looks at me, and in front of 120 kids, and all the staff, and all of the teachers, and everyone in the world, and from my perspective, yeah, my mom says, 
Oh, I know. Jacqueline has always had an unusual need for oral gratification. <laughs> I am not kidding. That is what no. which was like our mantras and self-talk, our very first topic. Um, Anyway, that, you know, you tell this story and then it creates the truth. truth. And, you know, my favorite, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned Dr. Seuss's The Sneetches before and kind of told part of the story, which is my fave. And since I have it committed to memory, it's a story of these animals, I guess, called Sneetches Mm -hmm. that live on the beaches. And they have stars on their belly or not, or they don't have them upon the arms. And so they, you know, live out of the the story that they've been telling, been told, is that you guys are good and you guys are bad. And of course, so in community, that's what endures as well until we change, if we change the story. Change the story. Right? And that's, that's like a big, big deal because, again, the winner of the fight or the winner of the war or the... The bigger, the stronger, theoretically, or the one that just killed the, all the rest of the people, um, right. gets to tell gets the story, to theoretically. The story. Yeah. yeah. And so now we have a different opportunity, because things aren't really fought that way so much anymore, right? right? I mean, p- things well, are fought with words, and kindness, really, it has got to be a, like a proactive role for us to start telling stories in a different way, so that we can change the way the stories go. I love that. Um, yeah. And so I guess that's kind of what, uh, how I want to like end this session really is that we are storytellers. We are all telling stories every day. We're telling them to ourselves. We are telling them for sure about God. I'm just kind of recapping our, all of our episodes about storytelling. Yeah. And we're telling them every day to our people, to our kids. For sure. You know, a million stories all the time, I'm sure. Um, 
And then we're living them out in our communities yeah. too. So it's, a, it's got a huge impact. The story that we are living out and the story that we told about yesterday or who you are. And when I see you, the story I'm telling yeah. about what I think about somebody in my community. Mm-hmm. So it's a different way of looking at it. Like we've got these, this folklore, right. we've got history, but we have these personal interactions on a daily basis. Yes. Based uh, on those stories. A story based on something that probably did happen to you. Right. Or how you perceived something right. to happen. Right. If perception creates reality, we perceived because somebody who looks like you, Jackie, with your white shirt and your hang- dangly hoop earrings or whatever, did this to me. So, right. therefore, when I see somebody else, you know, it's it's almost a natural way of to defend someone's self. If you were in the wild kingdom, maybe. Oh, wait. The dude with right. the mane, last time, ate my brother. Ugh. I'm not going to go hang out with, with the, the dude, dude with the big old mane. That would be stupid. Yeah. Right? Survival. So that's a survival thing. But right. it can be rewritten because we have evolved from that, hopefully. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, so that's my Viacom so Dios. To be aware of. Yeah, yeah. For us to go out and the... So I was going to make it big. I'm trying to make it small. I'm rewriting it in my I brain know. real quick. Mine are always to, like, big. change the, everybody world peace. But the the via con Dios is to challenge yourself the next time you see a person in your community that you're writing a story about, about who they are, how they've been, or whatever, right? You've written a story in the first five seconds. Be aware that you're doing that. That's such a big first step. And maybe just rewrite it because you can write that. You are a storyteller. So rewrite it in a positive way. Yeah. Use what we talked about before, which is a generous assumption. Um. And my kids and I have been talking about this a lot lately because somebody cuts me off now. Yeah. And my kids will go, maybe they're on their way to see their dying grandmother. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I don't know. <laughs> you know, or whatever my first reaction. And they're like, yeah. mom. Because we've been talking about what a generous assumption yeah. is. So there you go. Let's have a generous assumption by writing a new story. Let me tell that story. Okay. How do you feel about that, Jackie? I love it. I'm in. I'm going to okay. do it. You're going to do it? Yep. I'm going to do it. All right, friends. If you do, hashtag us, via con Dios. Hashtag us, storytelling in your community, all right? Yes. And we're going to retell those stories. Have a great day. You guys, we really want to connect with you. Would you please reach out to us and tell us what you think? Tell us what you hear that you love. Tell us what you hear that you have questions about. Tell us what you hear that you hate. Whatever it is, we just want to hear from you. Yeah, you can tell us on all of our social media. Post a picture or something on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter, The Jackie and Stacy Show. And you can also go to our website. We have the JackieandStacyShow.com. I know it's shocking. Or JackieandStacy.com. And Stacy's so good at always reminding you, my name ends with an I-E. Jackie yeah. with an I-E. And Stacy's with a E-Y. E-Y. That's how you can tell us apart. Just kidding. Or you could look at us. <laughs> Details. Uh, make sure you use our hashtag, too, the Jackie and Stacy Show. Use via con Dios. Or the topic. That's right. Absolutely. So email us, come to our website, go to social media. We want to connect with you. Absolutely. And we want to see what you're doing out there in the world. Vaya con Dios.